Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Another five-hour midnight ride as I got you till 5 a.m. When the warm-up show comes your way. But it's me and you, 877-337-6666. Right here on the fan. We're getting in. Now we're into it. This is our third straight five-hour ride. Getting into the week. It's Thursday. Let's go. Still no baseball. I know I said that I was happy to get a couple days away from baseball. I'm not. I lied to myself. I lied to you. I need it back. We need to start watching some games here. We need to start this second half, but there's plenty of football news to get us through, and that's where we're going to start is I've been on it for the last couple days, and even going back, I am thrilled they made the announcement for the Jets as the hard knock team. I'm looking forward to it, and so should Jet fans. Embrace it. Embrace the fact that you're actually wanted, desired. You're one of the teams people care about. You're going to be hated. You're going to be loved. It's going to be, you're going to be on primetime games. I mean, years and years in the slop. And now everybody wants you. And all, what do you want to do? Hide behind the curtains? Let us in. We want to watch. And it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. But I want to start with Saquon Barkley. And we'll get to the Jets. As we'll start with football on the show here. But I want to get to Saquon Barkley here. Because obviously a lot of news uh, with today. Obviously Monday is the deadline to sign a contract before the tag comes into place. And as you get closer, you knew eventually, here comes the, here comes the story of Saquon will hold out, puts his game week one in jeopardy. Let me tell you something right now. I, I still think they probably come to terms on a contract. And there's been some information about the numbers and Saquon Barkley has tweeted back saying that the stories aren't true. They're cap, you know, no, you know, cap. Tweeting out caps, for those of you who don't know, cap means lie. Typically, it's used with no cap, as in no, but anyway, doesn't matter. Point is, there is no shot that Saquon Barkley does not play game one. There is no shot he holds out and does not start his season, play this year, if it's forced to be on the tag. He will still do it. So the idea that this is some game of chicken, he's going to lose it because he can't afford to win it. Like that's it's just plain insane. He can't afford to not play this season. We've seen it over and over again. I mean, it never works out. And he unfortunately plays a position that has been completely devalued inside the NFL. Right or wrong, and I tend to think it's right. Right or wrong, it's been devalued. McCaffrey is the highest paid running back in the league, right? He's he's got it's 16 million per 38 million guaranteed. He signed the richest contract for a running back in the NFL. That was three years ago. Three years ago. Look at the quarterback position. Look at the defensive line position. Look at the offensive line position. I mean, the quarterback position, let's be totally honest. I mean, Part of the reason why everyone didn't hate the Daniel Jones contract is it's like, well, you know, wait six months. 
when he's suddenly the 15th highest paid quarterback and he'll settle right in. You know why? Because Hertz was right behind him with another big contract. Because every time a quarterback hits free agency, he sets the standard because that's how quarterbacks get paid. Running backs haven't had a highest paid contract to top the most previous contract for three years. Three years, the, the quarterback position doesn't last three months until the next guy steps up and signs a new big contract. The running back position and the market for the running back position has been completely devalued. And whether or not you believe some of the numbers that have been thrown around that the Giants were offering $13 million, he wants $16 million, it seems like Barkley, that's where his main um, gripe would be in that some of these reports aren't true. But I think we know that they offered him a contract during the season. He turned it down. They offered him a contract during the offseason. He turned it down. They gave him a deadline of if we have to use the cap on you, that's the contract's being pulled. Here's our offer, whatever it was. Whether it was 12, 13, whatever the numbers are, I guess we can't be sure, especially now that Barkley is denying the story. And I have no reason to think Barkley's lying. I'm sure... I'm sure he's being honest that these numbers in particular aren't necessarily accurate in 100%. But whatever the thing was, he was offered a contract. It was probably somewhere in the 12 to $13 million range. And unfortunately, in this market, for, for a running back who's already had an ACL injury, who hasn't stayed healthy for half of his career, and hasn't really impacted winning up until last year on this giant team, who are still kind of in a rebuild, that's a fair contract. He decided not to take it well within his means. God bless him because you know what? He does put his body on the line and the running back position is a, uh, a dangerous position and a young man's game and a, and your toll and your body takes an enormous toll. And I don't know if it's fair or unfair to devalue the, the running back position, but since when is fair or not fair part of life? How many times do you tell your kids that the life isn't fair? And unfortunately, that's the position he plays. And unfortunately, this is what the market looks like, where the highest paid player got his contract three years ago. And no one's been able to top it since. And I understand that he's unhappy with it. I get it. And I understand that every situation, this is what he said a couple weeks ago, every situation's different, every running back situation's different, and how he's used inside the offense might be different than other guys, and he's asked to do so much. And I can't argue with you that last year he was imperative to the He was the offense. Can't disagree with you. I mean, he was as important as anyone, if not the most important. I mean, even just his his unwillingness to go down and make sure he got into the end zone for that two-point conversion to win the game the first week of the season was enormous and set the toll for the whole season. I believe that in the NFL. Good teams can get off to slow starts and have miserable seasons and vice versa. And bad teams or average teams can get off to hot starts and change a season. And we've seen it time and time with the Giants the other way. Talented teams, after the 17 Giants after that great 16 season where they won the division and you thought they were on their way to have another run here with Beckham and, and Eli, and then they fall on their face early and it just falls apart. Year after year, they get off to these slow starts and unable to overcome them, and last year was the opposite. They start winning games early, believe in themselves, believe in the coach, believe in the running back, everything. That play might have changed the whole season let alone the amount, of the, the amount of times he touched the ball against Houston or all the different games where he carried the team. No doubt about it. But that was the offense last year. They just went out and paid the quarterback like he's a top-of-the-league quarterback. They went out and traded for one of the top pass-catching uh, tight ends in the NFL. They drafted uh, uh, one of the better wide receivers in, in college, depending on who you talk to, in the third round. They have Wondell Robinson coming back. They might have a different offense. And if they don't have him... They'll have to change their offense, but I believe in this coach and in this team that they could possibly do that. So what do I, as a Giant fan, what do I think You know, the Giants are thinking? For me, I trust Joe Shane. And what I want is Joe Shane to give out a contract that he's comfortable with. I trust Joe Shane, and I trust what he feels is worthy for Saquon Barkley. So as a Giant fan, I want him here. He's a great player. He's an he's a, he's a all-world talented, skilled player, and he makes the offense infinitely better at the moment. There's no question about it. But what I want is Joe Shane to give a, con a contract that he feels confident in. And if they aren't going to come to an agreement on it, I have no problem keeping him on the tag, and I also think that he's got no choice but to play on it. 
And the idea that he'll be unhappy, of course he will be. And he won't be the only player in the NFL unhappy with his contract. And I trust Brian Dable, who last year worked miracles and who was the best coach in the NFL. I trust him to keep the locker room happy. And I trust him to squash that and have everybody thinking about football. I really do. So what do I want? I want him on the team. That's going to happen. I know that's going to happen. He's going to play. He's going to play week one because the market sucks this year. What do you think the market's going to be for a running back who didn't play last year? He has no choice but to play. It's unfortunate. It sucks for him. I get it. But where the market is, the position he plays, he has no choice but to play on the tag. He's never going to hold out for the year. It makes no sense. It doesn't do him any favors. And I want Joe Shane, and listen, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know how the salary cap works because all I see is teams navigating it, somehow paying. Like, last year, what the Rams were able to do and, you know, re-sign their quarterback, re-sign their wide receiver, give a big contract to their all-world defensive lineman, and still figure out a way to be $16 million less under the cap. I don't know how. Save $16 million on the cap. I know you can play Fugazi numbers with the cap. I know you can. I don't know how they do it, but I know they're capable of doing it. So I'm not going to tell you that a $13 million contract for Saquon Barkley puts them in a position where they can't do anything anymore. I don't know that. I trust Joe Shane to know that. So I want him on the team. The Giants want him on the team. I want Joe Shane to give him a contract he's comfortable with. And if they can't come to that agreement, then he plays on the tag. That's what I think is best for the Giants. Because you know what? They just paid... Daniel Jones. They just paid Dexter Lawrence. They're going to have to pay Andrew Thomas, uh, one of the two two or three best left tackles in the sport, a ton of money. That's who you pay money to. Those are the positions that get paid. And unfortunately for Saquon Barkley, the running back position is certainly not one of them. And that's why the tag is so appealing at $10 million. And that's why you're seeing the best running backs throughout the league on the tag. So I feel for him as a Giant fan. I'm looking to progress here. I, I understand how important he is to the offense, but honestly, looking at this team, I'm trying to be fair about it. It's still year two of a rebuild. They had a great first season. They won a playoff game on the road. They had an incredible year. They figured out ways to win games I never thought they could. They would come back in fourth quarters, uh, down 10 points against uh, the likes of the Ravens and the likes of the Green Bay Packers who have been, you know, perpetual playoff teams year in and year out. So, I mean, incredible wins. Incredible, incredible wins I never thought they'd have. I also see them play, uh, you know, to quote Evan Roberts, you know, uh, rock-throwing games against the Bears and against the Texans. I saw the offense terrible. I saw the defense opportunistic. I saw wins. I saw losses. It was a great year, but ultimately are they an extremely talented roster? Let's see what they, some of the additions we'll see how they play. The offensive line needs to get a little bit better. They've just lost another uh, linebacker to injury. That's an extremely weak point of this team. There's different angles of this team that I don't think are great. I think they're talented in certain places. Can they be what they were last year? Maybe, but even with Saquon Barkley and considering the division they're in, do I see the Giants making some sort of great leap from where they were last year as far as wins and losses? I, I don't know if I necessarily do. I've been saying this for a couple weeks. I think it's very likely you could finish the season with the New York Giants and say, you know what? The New York Giants were better this year in every aspect. They got better here. They got better there. Obviously, the quarterback took another big step. They were a better football team, and I feel good about them. And you could say that while probably winning less games than last year or not winning a playoff game like last year. I don't necessarily think that the only way to feel like the Giants have improved is to get further into the standings and further into a postseason. So even with Saquon, I don't know if this team is ready to make this next jump and really compete with the 49ers and the Eagles of the world. I don't know if they are. So what I'm not going to do is give a contract I'm uncomfortable with for a position for a running back who's barely been able to stay healthy for his career. And we have seen throughout history of football over the last, I don't know, 20 years, one, if your best player is your running back, you typically don't win. And two, giving them second contracts never go well. We're, we're seeing Cook being available, Minnesota letting him go. We're seeing tags on all these great running backs. Why? Because you've seen second contracts don't pan out for running backs, especially ones who've already had ACL injuries. 
I respect Saquon. I think he's extremely talented. The team is far off, far worse off offensively without him. But at the same time, Joe Shane, Brian Dable brought here to rebuild something, to rebuild something that was in ashes, in shambles. And I trust them to do it. And unfortunately, they have all the leverage in this situation. All the leverage. Because honestly, I think we're all riding high enough as Giant fans and believe in the process enough where even if Saquon Barkley does hold out and it costs the Giants a little bit, we'll all understand and they'll still be kind of riding high and we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and we will you know, probably still think we're building with a quarterback that we all believe in and you hope you take another jump. You've given him more assets. Hopefully Wondell Robinson stays healthy. You got Hyatt, Hodgins. Uh, obviously, you brought in Waller. I mean... There's a lot of different aspects of this team that you still expect to grow with or without Saquon Barkley. But he's going to be on the team because he's not going to hold out because he has no leverage. And I hope we can all sing Kumbaya. I hope he gets a contract. I hope he's here for the next few years. I hope everything works out. But if it comes down to it, I want Joe, I want Shane to do what he thinks is best for this team. Because I said they're giving out tons of contracts here. They're still going to have to pay Andrew Thomas. And the running back position, unfortunately, just isn't where good teams with good rosters who allocate their assets best put their money. It's just not. 877-337-6666. So you can tell me, Giant fans, how do you feel about Saquon Barkley? Where do you see him this year? Do you honestly believe that he could hold out and not? And his status for game one is in jeopardy here? I just, I can't imagine him not playing on the tag. And what are you willing to give him? Do you have to give him what he wants? Do you just want Joe Shane and the Giants just to make sure he's here? Or do you want Joe Shane to do what he thinks is best? Because that's kind of where I am after year one and believing in this new coach, this new regime, and moving forward in a still kind of rebuilding process that probably isn't done this year. 877-337-6666. We'll get to the Jets We'll get to the idea that they're on hard knocks, and I love it. Get to the idea that they have one of the great quarterbacks to ever play the game. I To get to the idea that everybody wants a piece of them, whether it's Prime, whether it's NBC, whether it's ABC, whether ESPN, they all want them. HBO, they want them. Everybody wants you. And don't hide from it. Embrace it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. All right, let's go. Let's start the ride. 877-337-6666. Again, just to be clear, I love Saquon Barkley. I think he's as talented a running back, you know, arguably as there is in the league. He's top five running back in the league. But unfortunately, that's it is what it is at that position. And they just paid their quarterback like he's a top-level quarterback. They're going to have to rely more on him. They've given him more weapons. Like, there's a number that Barkley is reasonable at, and I don't know it. If they sign him for $16 million tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, I guess. I trust Joe Shane. I don't know how you can't. I mean, we've you, you just hand over the reins. So what do I want? I want Saquon Barkley to play. How do I want this situation to be resolved? I want Joe Shane to give a contract he deems reasonable. I trust him completely. That's where I'm at. 
And if, if the reports are right now that he all he was offered 13, wanted 16, turned down 13, and once the Giants said to him, listen, we're offering you $13 million a year, and the second that we have to tag you, because we haven't come to an agreement, if we have to tag you, forget it, deal's off the table. And now they have till Monday, 4 o'clock, to work out a new deal. I don't know if Saquon, and Saquon obviously tweeted out that that's inaccurate. So I don't know if the six, his asking price was inaccurate. I don't know if the $13 million report that the Giants offered is inaccurate. I'm, a, I'm, I'm assuming one of those numbers is inaccurate. But whatever the case may be, I don't, for, let's call it X and Y. I don't care what the numbers are. I don't want the Giants to do a deal they don't believe in. Because I don't deem the position, not the player necessarily, because I think he's great. I think he's important for the team. I think he's a phenomenal player and was the heartbeat of the best season we've had in six, seven years last year. He was absolutely the heartbeat of that team and the most important player offensively. But he plays a position where the highest paid running back got his contract three years ago. Think about that. Think of how many different players hit for every time a player hits free agency, whether even even lesser players. Like, let's be honest, Hertz had a phenomenal year, but he just got the most, didn't he just get the most guaranteed money of any quarterback? Like, he's not the best quarterback. He's just the next guy, and the next guy will get paid better than him, and the next guy will get paid better than him. But for three years, the next, the next guy for the running back position couldn't get the same pay as McCaffrey for three years. That's what the running back market is. And it's unfortunate because of the the amount they touch the ball. It's unfortunate for how important they are to the team, but it is what it is. And right now, I trust the Giants. I trust Joe Shane. And they're going to have to – they just paid Jones. They just paid Lawrence. Andrew Thomas, as, as arguably the best left tackle in the sport, top three without question, he's going to get a ton of money because left tackles get paid. Running backs do not. So – We'll see what happens. I doubt very much Saquon holds out. I can't imagine he does. I, I don't think the I don't think the Giants will budge. If Saquon Barkley's gonna play a game of chicken, I think he's gonna lose. I think he's gonna lose. 877-337-6666. Mark in Westchester. What's up, Mark? Yeah, hi. Uh you're picking a terrific topic to start with. I love it. Oh, thank and you. even even though I'm gonna disagree with you. Sure. You, you make great points, including he's not going to hold out. I agree he won't. And are the Giants going to be challenging for anything anyway? All I don't know. I, I Yeah, I don't All know true. where the Giants are. Right now. Yeah. You know, I, just a couple of disclaimers. Uh, 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 true, uh, full disclosure. Yeah. I'm a big Saquon fan. I know okay. you love him, too. I, I'm a Penn State I, fan. Yeah. We've got family who went to Penn State. So I've loved them I, I don't know how you could be a, I, I don't know how you could be a Giant fan and watch that season yeah. last year, which was a breath of fresh air after being at the bottom of the ocean for five years, and not love Saquon Barkley because he was the driving force of a resurgence that nobody saw coming and a season that was absolutely just a ton of fun and so exciting and culminated in a road playoff win out of nowhere. Now, he wasn't the reason for that road playoff win, but he was the reason Daniel Jones stepped up and took that on his shoulders for that day. But overall, the season was absolutely carried in many ways by Saquon Barkley. So I'm not trying to disparage him at all. I'm just being realistic about what's going on here. Well, I know some people, you know, who are still mad about number two overall pick. And yes, I, I st- and I, I'm not mad. Yep, but I'm my, not mad at it, but I disagreed <laughs> with it at the time, and I still do yeah. disagree with it. But uh, my other full disclosure is, yeah. I see, I tend to approach things a little differently because I'm a mental health professional. I'm, I'm going to be talking a little psychology here, and not that being a mental health professional makes me an expert. I got to assume Joe Shane knows more about the psychology of football players than. And I do, you know, even though I've worked with some athletes. But okay. what, what, if they hear me out, uh, it's not just a question of he's not going to hold out and, it, and not that the coach is going to have them ready for the games all the time anyway. It's not like a yes or no on or off thing. There are degrees of commitment, degrees of, what can I say, spiritual engagement that people have. Also, it affects things like preparation. It's uh, like, uh, how, does, how do the guys handle themselves the night before the games, you know, right. they get themselves in 10 minutes earlier because they're really psyched about it and, you know, have the great nutrition, et cetera. Et cetera. And you, you think the yeah. idea of, of not having, if Saquon holds out, 
or Saquon isn't happy with his contract. Exactly. You not think happy. that? Yeah. If yeah, you think I, he's not happy with his contract, he won't show up ten minutes early. He won't be well, fully engaged. Like, you know, of course. I mean, who knows? I can't prove it. I can't know yeah. it. But I think that these kinds of subtle things can make a difference. And if I had to stick my neck out and call it, mm-hmm. and I, I can do it risk-free because I could never right. be proved wrong or not. I would say that if they don't make him reasonably happy, it costs them one or two games this year. All right, well, let me, can, I, can I put it to you? What about the opposite, that it puts a chip on his shoulder and he has the best season of his career? Because I could argue that that's exactly what happened with Aaron Judge last year for the New York Yankees. Yeah. That yeah. he was unhappy with the contract they gave him. He was unhappy that Brian Cashman announced the numbers of said contract, and he decided to put a chip on his shoulder and go out there and earn the contract he wanted, and that's exactly what happened. So I, 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 it, it can go both ways, uh, in my opinion. I think you're 100% right. He could be very unhappy and feel like the team doesn't, didn't treat him fairly and somehow doesn't view everything the same and doesn't feel the same kind of love and doesn't feel like, hey, why am I putting, you know, I'll probably get paid anyway next year because of my talent, but why go crazy and risk injury knowing I, uh, you know, and that's the, it's, that it could go one way or the other. And all I'm saying is right now, I trust this regime as much as anyone I, as you possibly can. I trust uh, your, it could go either way. He could have a chip on his shoulder and say, you know what? I'm going to put you in a position next year where you have to pay me or someone else is going to have to pay me because I'm that good. Or it could go the other way where he sulks or is so disheartened by what happened that he doesn't feel the same passion for the team and doesn't take the same risks and won't put him, you know, put himself in the same kind of harm's way or whatever. It could go both ways, no doubt. But if the head coach and the, the, the culture he's built there has anything to do with that, then I trust Brian Dable able to, uh, that it's a better than 50-50 proposition that he gets the best out of Saquon Barkley. I trust the coach implicitly. How do you not? How do you not love Brian Dable? How do you not love that sexy man standing on the sidelines who turned this whole franchise around? I trust him. If it was a different circumstance with a different head coach, maybe I'd be saying something a little bit different. But I but what you're talking about, the leaders of this team are going to shape how he plays. And the other guys on this team, and I think there's a bunch of good guys on this team. I think Daniel Jones is a good guy. They're still working out. They're friends. I think I think there's Dexter Lawrence now, the Andrew Thomas. Like these are good guys. The stars of this team are good culture guys. And I think last year a lot of the success had to do with building that culture inside the clubhouse. And that starts with the stars. And it starts with the head coach. And amazingly enough. I feel about as good about that aspect of this team as I can. So I'm not saying that Joe Shane should make decisions based on that and say, whatever, he, he wants $11 million and that's all he's asking for? Nah, I got him for 10 on the tag, and I trust Joe Shane to keep him happy. No, if there's a number that Joe Shane is, is comfortable with, then give Barkley the money. I'm not saying, hey, forget it. Play him on the tag. I don't care if he, if he wants five more dollars. Forget about it. Play him on the tag. I trust Joe Shane to make it. I trust Brian Dable to make it work. No. If there's a number that they can agree on, then I think all parties are best suited giving him a contract. But if Saquon Barkley refuses to take the deal that Joe Shane seems reasonable, and whoever's wrong on that, maybe Joe Shane's giving him a number that is a little bit low and he could do better, or maybe Saquon Barkley's asking for too much. I don't know. I'm not there. Whatever. If they can't come to an agreement and Joe Shane doesn't want to give the contract, I do trust this coach and this team to keep that clubhouse fine, happy, and focused on winning. I do. Steve and Monroe, what's up, Steve? Yeah, what's up? Um, what's up there, Steve? Let's go. What do you got? You pumped about this giant season? Let's go. Yeah. So I think that for sure, Saquon Barkley, he's going to for sure probably sign with um, the, the Giants. Yeah, well, listen, he has no choice. He's he's going to either play for the Giants or he's not going to play. So, But you think they're going to come to an agreement and sign the contract? Yeah, I think they're for sure going to sign it because – I think that he's gonna he's gonna have to agree because the Giants are gonna probably do so good because they have really good they have really good quarterback and yeah well I mean listen we'll see Steve I I don't know and thank you for the call bud um I I don't I don't know how good the quarterback is um 
I'll be honest with you. I'm still not locked and sold on Daniel Jones. I like him. Last year he was great, and he was the best player of that wild card round when he beat Minnesota. He was the best player in the NFL. Him and Dak Prescott were the two best players in the NFL that week. He was incredible. And I fully expect him to get better under this coach. Again, I trust the coach. I don't know how great he is. I don't I don't automatically think. Because to me, again, I know he ran for some touchdowns. He just hasn't thrown enough touchdown passes for me. And we could talk about the wide receiver position. We could talk about the offensive line for his years. All fair, all reasonable. The best overcome that kind of stuff. I just, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. The best overcome it. And... I, he hasn't thrown enough touchdown passes for me in his career or at any point in his career where I feel like, okay, I know he's just this much off and now he's going to be great. He got his money. We're all locked into Daniel Jones. That's just not how I feel. But it's it's you know possible that he becomes that guy, and I'm happy with him as the – I didn't want anybody else – what it, considering what it would take to bring somebody else here, whether trade or big, you know, give crazy money to or whatever you'd have to do to get another guy in here. There was nobody else I wanted to be quarterback of the New York Giants other than Daniel Jones. But I don't think Saquon Barkley is going to look at it and say, wow, this team is destined for greatness. I better, you know, take whatever they're offering me and hop on board because that would have happened already. It would have happened already. He's turned down. They've offered him contracts. They offered him last year a contract. They offered him in the offseason a contract. If he felt like, hey, this is a great thing, I, I can't mess this up, he would have already signed a contract. He wants what he wants. And God bless him. I hope he, I mean, I, I have no reason to not say I hope he gets it. I hope that Joe Shane decides to give it to him. I just want it to be Joe Shane's decision. But, I mean, I don't think the Giants are so good that Saquon Barkley is like, oh, boy. This will be the last thing I, I – because it's it's like Tiki Barber. I said this the other day, too. You know, you can't be better than what Tiki Barber was. Like, let's just all be fair. Tiki Barber was incredible the last couple of years of his career. Uh, just incredible. On, uh, you know, catching the ball, just all-purpose yards, catching the ball in the backfield, running the ball. He was great. He was great. And then he retired – and they won a Super Bowl without him with running backs who were drafted in the seventh round in Ahmad Bradshaw. Now, yeah, Ahmad Bradshaw happened to be good, and it was a great pick in the seventh round. And not any seventh rounder could do what Bradshaw did. But my point is, they lost Saquon Barkley in 2006 and then won the Super Bowl the next year. Now, a lot of that had to do with, I think, Tiki had to go, and so did um, the tight end, uh, Jeremy uh Chalky, both of those guys had to be off the team for Eli Manning to step up into the leadership role he needed to take to take that team to the next level. Uh, so I think that it was actually important because it just wasn't going to happen with Shockey and Tiki around. But Tiki was a world-class player, you know, as good as Barkley. He was a world-class player. And they won without him. That's, that's it's the running back position, unfortunately. I, I've always felt that way. Glenn in Pompono Beach. I uh, hope I'm saying that right. Pompona? Pompano. Pompano. Pompano Beach. Yeah, why do, why do people have trouble pronouncing it? Pompano I don't know. Beach. It's it, it's Pompono. It's um, Pompano. That's okay. Oh. I'm sorry. Hey, Chris. Yes, sir. I'm so I'm so happy that you got the overnight. Thank you very much. I think, I, I think you're terrific, and I look forward to listening to you on Friday nights. You have the perfect personality. Oh, well, thank you very much. You're a real easy listen. So what is it going to be now? Overnight, under the covers, schmoozing with the big back? No, not all those. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take everyone's other shtick. Uh, no, well, right now, right now for the, I had a bunch of five hour midnight shows this week. I'm not going to have as many moving forward, but so I came up with the midnight rider thing because I happened to catch that song on the radio the other day and I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, the Allman Brothers. The Allman Brothers. And I love the song. So I did that. Uh, we'll see. I'm thinking a couple things. I, I feel like I got time. I really haven't even, you know, I was going to do something. I wanted to come out and do just a sports show right away. I didn't want right. to come on and, and say, hi, I'm Big Mac. I don't know if you know me. I'm I'm so happy to be here and like do this whole introduction to the overnight family because I know it is kind of a family. And I, 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 you know, I've, I've been around. So I know. I, I, yeah. So I've been around a little bit. But at some point, we'll st I'll start introducing myself a little bit more, tell you a little bit more about myself, and maybe eventually come up with a name. I didn't think I had to have one right out of the gate. I kind of want to 
start to do it and then organically come up with something Mac at night or whatever, you know, Mac attack. That's why everyone keeps saying Mac attack. I'm like, I don't want it to say Absolutely. Mac attack. Yeah. But I'll, I'll figure yeah. something. But uh, Mac at yeah, night, I was no. thinking something with Mac the knife, Bobby Darren. Right. I like to incorporate music, but that's, you know, 1950s. So I don't want to yeah. be too old. There's, Spike will be like, what the hell are you playing? Bobby Darren in the open? But we'll see. Yeah. there's. Uh, believe me, with the overnight uh people mm-hmm. uh they all know who bobby darren was yeah i know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway no i'm really glad you're on well thank you thank you glenn i you appreciate know, it i i've been a giants fan we had season tickets when y.a tittle was the giants quarterback mm-hmm. tittle tittle to homer jones and i've seen some great running backs and great uh great athletes with the giants and the way i feel about saquon I I love him. I mean, to me, the Giants with that Saquon would is like the Yankees right now with that Judge. You know, it just takes the. It's like you know, letting the air out of the balloon. You yeah, know, I, 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 as much as impactful as he was last year, I don't think it's the same thing. I really don't. Well, I, because I think the guy. I think the guy. I think Matt Breida, whoever it is, if they make a move uh, when other wide res- other running backs are cut at camps or the other teams, whatever, whoever the backup running back is, I think will the difference between him and Barkley won't be the same difference between Judge and McKinney. Like I just I don't think that'll it won't be the same it won't be the same drop off. I just I don't yeah, think maybe, so. Yeah, maybe that's a little much, but when I watch the Giants. I feel like when uh what's his name? Uh the run the uh wide receiver, the one handed dude. I can't think of his name right now. Um that's how the the one handed uh, um Odell Beckham Junior? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, when Beckham back in the day mm-hmm. when he was he was so explosive yeah. that you just knew that if he's on the field anything's possible. Yep. I I have that same feeling with Barkley. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I, I and, thank, just... and thank you for the call, Glenn. I don't, not quite the same. I thought Beckham was more explosive and had more game breaking plays than even Saquon does. Now the running back, you touch the ball more, and it's not just the game breaking plays; it's the getting four yards on third and three and stuff. Uh, but I mean, especially if you remember, if you go back to that sixteen season where the Giants, uh, you know, won eleven games and went to the postseason, lost that Packers game after the boat incident and everything if you go back to that year their offense stunk i mean it was putrid they won that on defense it was you know they had all those if you remember they went out after they fire coughlin and promote mcadoo they go out and spend all reese goes out and spends all this money on on defensive free agents i mean you know jenkins and snack harrison and all the guys and they all they're all like oh pro all pros and collins has an all pro year uh i mean it was just amazing the defense was so good. Their game was defense, and then offense was just three and out, three and out, three and out. Oh, there goes a slant for eighty yards, touchdown! Like that was the that was the offense. He was extremely. He was a game breaking game changer. That I think even more than Barkley is as far as game breaking plays. But no, I, I'm not going to try and diminish. I want to be clear on this. I don't want to diminish what Barkley means to this offense. I don't. He was imperative last year. What I'm saying is, is he was that because that was best suited for the team. And if he's not there, then I do think, especially if you're going to tell me that they found their quarterback and that Daniel Jones is about to become this great player and Daniel Jones is going to ascend to top five. Who's better than him besides Hurts in the NFC? Like these are the these are the conversations we're having, and this is how much he got paid. So if you're going to tell me that you love Daniel Jones and he's the guy and he proved it last year and he's phenomenal and he's only getting better and he's going to be this he's going to be this top level he's going to be this that then he can go out and win without Saquon Barkley. You can't have it both ways. You can't tell me Daniel Jones is the greatest thing ever and then man this team's got no chance without Saquon Barkley. Why not? Why not? You tell me, you know, if um if uh you know, Joe Burrow lost his running back. He, he he couldn't function. Patrick Mahomes loses running backs. You know, or guys come up aren't any good. They lose running backs. Hell, he loses Hill. Doesn't matter. Now, I'm not saying we think Daniel Jones is going to be Patrick Mahomes necessarily, but if he's going to be an up usher upper level quarterback, a higher echelon quarterback, 
then I expect him to be able to win without Saquon Barkley. On some level, you can't have it both ways. You can't tell me Daniel Jones is great and then the Giants are screwed without Saquon Barkley. Not as good, certainly. But can't win. The season's the season's over. You just paid the quarterback like he's one of the best in the league. If you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, your running back can't tank your season. Shouldn't tank your season. Rob in Long Island, what's up, Rob? What's up, man? How you doing tonight? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Good. Just chiming into the the Saquon Barkley talks, and I feel like horrible for Saquon and all these running backs. So do I. Playing. Yeah. Because um, I'm I'm a huge Rams fan, and I like yeah I I saw it firsthand with Todd Gurley and that whole fiasco, yep. and it's pretty free. It's pretty horrible, you know. But you also, I was happy for Todd when he got paid because for what he did for us, like he made us very relevant and gave us an MVP type year. Yep. But like, it brings me to my point, which like these running backs, regardless out of like college getting drafted or whatever they're like non drafted. It should be incentive-based contracts. Like they get screwed over so badly, they get their years wasted. Yep. Then now they're now they're in a standoff with their organization to pay them top dollar, and yep. it's like this awkwardness where it's just like, um, we love you, Saquon, but like we see what every other team is doing, and they're yep. doing this running back by committee. It's working. Hundred percent. It's a shame. No, it so is. I really I, feel. I totally agree with you, Rob. I think it's 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 completely unfair. I, and again, I want to be clear on this too. I'm not even saying it's right necessarily, and 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 that you know Saquon Barkley does mean a lot to this team. But when you look at the market, I, I don't expect the Giants to go out and overpay and give a big contract to the running back when it it's not warranted based on market value, just because it's the fair thing to do. That's not how. Yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate. That's not a, in a in a salary cap sport. You can't function that way. You can't go around no. giving fair contracts. Like it's it's about no. Get, you know, it's, it's, it's how you. That's how. That's not how you win. Or no. like in a business term, that's not how you make money. Like no. in a in sense, like you do not. So it, it, you do not. Good. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it was. It's just a real shame because you know, like when say like you keep like you were saying like when Saquon's on the field, he is a game changer, and he does. He he puts the needle on the other side for them, so it's just like, you know, it's 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 just very sad to me, and that's why I really think the NFL should really go into that rookie running backs. Yeah. They should be incentive based, so like there's not this crazy commotion, and you know, Saquon doesn't want to win because he doesn't want to take the pay cut. It's like no, bro. Yeah, no. He's Forty years old, he's not going to have his legs, and he wants right. to be like he wants to be paid for that. Yeah, I know? don't think I don't think anyone like even going through this. And thank you for the call, Rob. I don't think anyone, and I hope I, I don't think I intimated this at all. I don't think anyone thinks Saquon Barkley is being unreasonable. I really don't. I don't think he's being unreasonable. I don't think this. My point isn't Saquon. Just take the money. You, you know, it is what it is. Just shut up and take the money. That's not what I'm saying at all. He has every right to fight for every dollar. He really does. And I hope he gets paid for him because you know what he does? He, he means a lot to this team. And you're right. They put their bodies on the line at the running back position. And I certainly don't expect the NFL to do anything about it. I mean, the next bargaining agreement, they could. I don't know if there's a, a, some sort of function inside a, a union where you could, you could have specialized contracts for specialized positions. I don't know how that would work. Where if you could somehow function, hey, this running back position needs to be addressed and then do that specifically to one set of players. That sounds like I don't know how they do that, but yeah, I mean, I think it is a little bit because they do put their bodies on the line, no question. And I have no issue, none, with Saquon Barkley waiting to the absolute last moment and doing everything he can to get a contract he wants. It's well within his rights. And if he wants to hold out, I won't begrudge him an ounce. If he decides, which I don't think he will because I just don't think it's in his best interest and I think he's smart enough to realize that, but if he decides that he wants to hold out and he's going to wait and he's going to wait till he gets a contract. Now he would be locked in after let's make this clear too. after Monday, this Monday at four o'clock, if they do not come up with a long-term contract, he is locked into the tag number this season, but he could hold out and wait for a contract that would start next year instead of being a free agent and having, you know, playing with the risk of getting injured and not having future money. He can wait, 
hold out, and then hope the Giants, you know, him and him come to an agreement on a contract that would guarantee him money and start next season. So even if he played this year and got hurt, he would have his contract for next year. So that's what he would be holding out for. And if he does hold out, you will never hear me say, what the hell are you doing? You got to you gotta do what's best for this team at this point. You know, it's stop, wait, stop for your money grab. I will never say that. Because he does put his body on the line. And he is one play away from ruining his career. And that's never lost on me in this sport. I never get on NFL players for holding out for what they think their value is. Never. Because it's a they're, they're literally putting their lives at risk and their long-term health at risk every single week. It is a violent, physical sport. And I, I, I hope he gets his money for him. I'm just telling you the realities of what I think and what I think the Giants have all the leverage in with the way the game is played right now and the structure of pay f- scale for his position. But I'll never, I don't think Saquon Barkley is doing anything wrong at all. And I don't really think any Giant fan or anyone's intimating that. I just think it's the unfortunate realities where he's going to lose the battle. That's what I think. I think he's going to lose the battle because of the realities of football. But I don't, I don't think at all, I don't begrudge him a, a, an, an ounce of this. And again, if he wants to hold out, God, bl- I understand. I completely understand. It sucks as a Giant fan. I'll be disappointed in the idea that he doesn't want to play. And, and there might even be a game or two where you feel like he would have made a difference and they lose, and you go, geez, this sucks. And then maybe you start to blame him. Maybe you start to blame Joe Shane. And it'll, it'll, it'll escalate into something where I don't know how I'll feel. But I will never begrudge an NFL player for looking for their money because... At any moment there, I mean, we just saw it. Now, uh, you know, the ESPYs, he came out and spoke, Hamlin, after what happened to him on the field. They they have their lives in jeopardy. I would never begrudge an NFL player. But I also understand the realities. And I just think he'd be foolish to hold out. And I think he'd be foolish not to take a $13 million offer It's avail- if it's available with guaranteed money. I think he should take it. But if he doesn't think that's reasonable, I'm... He's well within his rights to wait. Steve in Rockland, what's up, Steve? You know, Chris, what you're saying here, Mm -hmm. you know, the the layer under it is that this whole thing is collectively bargained, and that goes to the union. But I don't, you know, I I don't really want to, that's, I don't want to get to that. How about this? But how about this? You know, and you you talked about Dable. I don't think it's, it's not just keeping the players happy. All right. Mm-hmm. In case, in case, no, it's strategizing to say, okay, this is how we are going to overcome this potential obstacle. Okay, and winning is what's going to keep that clubhouse goes a long right. way. Of course, to keeping everything, you know. Everybody happy. Mm-hmm. That's a huge part of it. No but doubt. Him stra- and, and if anybody, and if there is any coach, as you have said, if there is any coach in the NFL who has the ability to do that, I think it's him. So, you know, yeah. and, and everything that you said about Saquon, I mean, what a, he is a wonderful player. Yeah, and a wonderful and, guy. And, and, and in every aspect, everyone yeah. loves him. He's one of the leaders on the team. I, I Again, I think it's important he's on the team. I would never say it's not important that he's on the team, but I just I, I don't see how he wins this if he's going to if him and the if oh. they've if they've both drawn their lines in the sand, I think okay. the Giants are going to win. Okay, and that that goes to two things. That goes to another thing here. I think that it's pretty safe to say that you have way over 90% of the people listening that if somebody, if they were paid $10 million for a year, sure. they might consider spending the rest of their lives spending. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. It's still a lot of money, but that's not, I, I've always hated this argument because it's not the, it's not the world we live in. I get that. I understand. Wow, this guy's going to turn down ten million dollars. I mean, hell, we just saw we were talking about Juan Soto to the Yankees, and we'll talk about it more throughout the show. He turned down what five hundred million dollars? Five hundred million dollars from the Nationals. He turned down. He turned down just generational wealth. So, but still, you look at ten million dollars, 
and you go, geez, I know Saquon, it seems tough, but I mean, it's, it's still $10 million and I get it, but we don't live in the same world and value is value. And unfortunately, this is, and that's what it comes down to for me. Unfortunately, the value that he has is lessened by the position he plays. Just look at the market. That's just the way it goes. It sucks. I, I, I feel for him. I do. But that's just the way it is. He doesn't. I don't think he has the value he thinks he, he thinks he does, and I don't think just the idea that he carried the team last year puts the Giants in a position where hey, you know, or or in a position where he can say, look, look what I did last year. Look how important I was to this team last year. You you know you have to pay me. The Giants would be like, look, look at the market. Look at what we get other running backs for. Look at how this is this is the way it goes. And no. You know, last year was last year. This year will be completely different. I just paid my quarterback like I think he's a superstar. We got Dexter Lawrence I just paid. I got Andrew Thomas coming up as the left tackle I'm going to have to pay a ton of money to. I can't give you a lot of money. And all, and I'm just saying, if they're both drawing lines in the sand, the Giants have all the leverage to me. 877-337-6666. Continue to take your calls on Saquon. We'll get into the Jets and Hard Knocks. And I just don't understand anyone who, uh, any Jet fan who isn't pumped about this. And the idea that the Jets are afraid of it or, like I see, this is the worst thing that could have happened. The worst, what What could possibly happen? What What could happen? This is what you want. You, you are wanted. You are sexy. You are what everybody wants. They want a piece of you. They want to watch you. They want to watch you from afar. They want to watch you in, up close. They want to be flies on the wall to what you're doing. Since when is that? Since when has that been the case? If I'm a Jet fan, I am pumped that Hard Knocks is coming. And if I'm a Jet fan and I hear that my that my team is afraid of it or doesn't want it, I'm pissed. Embrace it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.